I started doing yoga to help with my flexibility. But the more I learned, the more I realized how much more the study of yoga has to offer. Yoga has improved my physical and mental health and outlook on life. I feel that yoga can be beneficial for everyone. My mission is to share what I've learned about yoga with all the non-yogis, Joe Sixpacks, and everyday people in a down-to-earth fashion. My name is Luis, and this is the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. <clears throat> I am recovering from a little bit of sickness, which I will get into later. So a few things we're going to talk about today is uh, the feedbacks I did this week. Uh, uh, big things that stood out amongst all the feedbacks I did give out, which I thought were some pretty good topics. Talking about being sick and how that was and how it still is. Some plans um, as far as like making plans and conversations I had this past week. And that's about it. It's going to be a short episode, everyone. Still recovering. So first, uh, I talked about the feedbacks last week. And there were some common thread that came, kept coming up. And I thought it was a good uh, thing to put out there. This may be in work life and family life. So these two topics came up in about pretty much every feedback that I did give. Because um, the feedback wasn't just for the person, for me to the other person. It was from them to me as far as what went really well, what could we have improved on so I can pass that on to the next set of folks that come through here. So the big thing was, uh, one of the big thing was communication, right? People thrived on communicating, knowing what the fuck's going on, what plans are, and I totally identify with that. I do not like being in the unknown and especially being asked like, hey, what's going on with this? And saying, that's a really good question. No one's told me yet, and I have to kind of go figure it out and find it out. So there are a lot of dangers of, you know, not properly communicating. You know, in the military, it, it kills like 0 to 100 really fast. Like if, you, like if you don't tell somebody something, somebody could probably fucking die. But, you know, just in everyday life and, you know, work life, family life, uh, the dangers of breaks in communication are, you know, there is no trust. Um, your people don't trust you to relay the information that pertains to them, and they you kind of lose a lot of credibility right and one thing i tried to make a point was you know even if it's shitty news i got to give it to them and try to articulate it in a way where they can at least understand where this decision came from although they may not like it at least they can understand it and you know i think by doing that they were able to come to me with things because i'm not keeping anything from them from leadership or hiding anything um, and though, even though like there may be a perception of that, even that causes some issues. Like you're holding information from us and it again, it creates this distrust and they're not going to talk to you about anything. And from there, right, we gain frustration or your guys, your team, whatever, your family members gain some frustration because they never feel in the know of what's going on. And I, again, I totally identify with that and trying to see it from their light, you know, what are the things they need to know right now? Uh, good, bad, ugly, whatever, and just you know, doing my best to relay that because again, the frustration then leads to uh, poor morale. And poor morale just defeats fucking everything while we're out here. And um, another thing, by doing that, right, by creating that, giving them the constant information, being open to dialogue, they're able to now channel information up the chain of command rather than it coming down right and that's the another big thing is uh, 
you had to be had a two-way street so to give to gather information from your folks you have to be able to give them as much information as possible again to create that trust to create that communication link between you all and that was a big thing they thought that i did fairly well um not to toot my own horn here but it's just you know i saw myself in them you know i I knew what it was like being in their position and not knowing what the fuck's going on and it's very frustrating um do they have to know absolutely everything probably not right there are some things that are way above their head because it's not the responsibility to know and that's another thing i I really stress on this deployment going going off topic here is you know my subordinates don't need to know my frustrations because it's not their job to take on the weight of my frustrations does that make sense i've always been a big advocate of it you can complain laterally like I, i can complain to people of my same rank because we're the same level I can complain up the chain of command to people that outrank me because that's what, you know, so maybe they can fix something. But for me to complain down to them, um, it just, it creates a, a shitty culture, right? Because if they see me, a, a superior, complaining and bitching about all kinds of stuff, then they're going to paint it as, as such, right? They're not going to be able to build their own opinion on it. And yeah, these are grown-ass men I'm talking about. They should have their own opinion, but it still creates a, a picture and it kind of a framework of like, oh, he thinks it's shitty. Well, fucking I think it's shitty too. And that's okay because the guy above me thinks it's shitty. So again, get got off topic there. But um, again, just having that two-way communication is super, super important. I thought that was a really valuable lesson. And you know, how do we gain communication, right? How do we build this skill? Um, the first thing I said was, you know, I thought it was you know, being candid as much as possible. And it could be, it's a delicate art, right? Giving them what they need to know without giving them your feelings about it. Um, again, so that you, you don't create that picture for them. They can create it on their own. Um, letting them know the good, bad, the ugly, and just on top of that, giving them the why on why this decision, why this stuff is coming down. <clears throat> Excuse me. And <clears throat> I think by knowing the why, they can at least accept like, okay, I don't like this shit, but I understand where they're coming from. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of leaders maybe don't do so well is they just like do as I fucking say. And that's that. But you know, that only gets you so far. And I think with this generation of people that I see coming into the military now, they're really focused on the why. And I do my best to articulate that knowing full well in the back of my head is like, you know, another job, they don't have to fucking tell you why they can just do it or get the fuck out of here. But I digress. Anyway, communicating the why, having those kind of conversations and having those crucial conversations that are needed um, and building that trust. It's easy to give everybody attaboys all the time. You guys did great, yada, yada, yada. But it's very difficult to set someone aside and say, hey, this is kind of where I see you're falling behind at. And this is why you need to pick pick up your slack or pick up whatever. Again, giving them the why and why you see them and how they're failing and how it can improve and how it can affect other people and empowering them is the the biggest thing right so again continuing to do this stuff and it was going to build that communication it's going to build that relationship with the other person and one thing i learned about this deployment is um again a little bit off topic is not to come off accusatory where you're fucking doing this you're just doing that asking them in a way what's going on trying to get their perspective as well before you fucking just go all in in their ass about it. That's another little thing. The last, the other thing that came up a lot of, and was, uh, you know, empowerment of 
people that are below me. Uh, when it comes to like micro micromanaging and stuff like that, uh, I'm a very hands off uh, person to work for. As long as you're doing what needs to get done, there's fucking no need for me to be all up in your business, right? I'll come by, see if you need anything, tell you're doing great. Maybe you can work on this. Um, kind of get some feedback from you. You know, what do you need from me? That sort of stuff. Make sure you guys are healthy, happy, you know, and working. Um, other people aren't like that. Other people like to be in the weeds and really like to be in other people's shit. And that's just not my style because it. I feel like it irritates <laughs> the person if I'm always there. Like, hey, what are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so the guys that work for me during this deployment really enjoy that about me. And I think that's another thing I, I want to share is, you know, empowering the people that are subordinate to you or empowering family members and, um, you know, not micromanaging Again, by doing this, you build trust. You fucking, Hey, I, this is what I need to get done. As long as it's, you know, lawful and good, I trust you to get it done and I need it done by the state. And that way it, it builds a lot of skills, right? Problem solving, teamwork, all this sort of shit, all the shit that is needed for the future managers and leaders of, you know, military or whatever, right? You don't need somebody telling you exactly how to fucking do it. And if you do, then you end up, end up with someone that is always going to need somebody to tell them exactly how to do it. Sometimes the answer is, hey, fucking figure it out, dude. I trust you and empower them. And I know you can do this, so do it. Um, and how do we do this? Whenever I ask a task of my guys, I give them left-right parameters. You know, I need I need this done. And I get, try to get them you know, as specific as possible. I need it done by this date. Uh, yada, yada, yada. This is what it, what I need it to do or what I need done. And just give them like in left, right parameters and everything in the middle. You fucking figure it out, dude. That is all you. I trust you. And I know you can get it done. And then once it's done, you know, trust that it got done. But you hear this a lot. Trust, but verify. Because, you know, everyone's different. Some people are really big go-getters. And they want to get the shit done. And they're going to do it to the best of their ability. Other people need a little bit more coaching. And that's where you're going to find you got to fine tune your, your leadership skills when it comes to this, you know, member or whatever it is. So that's the, the other thing, right? So give your left, right parameters and trust and verify that things got done. And those are the, the big takeaways I got to did from the communication and the, the feedbacks that I did. Uh, again, more communication and empowerment of, of my, my people. Moving on to uh, being sick. Fuck yeah, I love it. Uh, so this sickness started creeping around last Monday. I felt it a little bit and I went to the gym. And then when I woke up Tuesday, I was like, wow, I have not felt like this in a really long time. Um, luckily, the, the work I was doing here, I was able to take a lot of, a good amount of time off, right? My replacement's here. He's full up in the seat, and he's doing what he needs to get done. Um, and I, I feel he's going to do a really good job. So it allowed me to slow down. I didn't have to go to work. I just fucking maintained. And it took me a while to get over the six. And I'm still kind of getting over it. It's just like a little, I'm, like a, I'm at the last like 10%, I want to say. A couple more days, I think I'll be all right. But um, being sick, again, taught me some lessons. Of course, while I was like in the throes of the sickness, like I want to go to the fucking gym because that's what I enjoy doing, right? That's part of my fucking day. And when I can't do it, it's like, God, it just kind of throws me off a little bit. So what did I do, right? I had to slow down. I had set limitations where, you know, I can't go to the gym, but, you know, I can go for a walk and that's going to help me feel better. I can do a really gentle yoga flow or whatever, or just really static stretches just to open myself up a little bit. Again, it's doing things that make me feel good and it's going to serve my body. Uh, it forces me to slow down a little bit. You can ask my wife that I'm not one to sit around and fucking watch TV all day. I can do it for maybe a movie, 
But after that, I need to get up. I need to go for a walk. I need to fucking do something. I can't just sit around all day. So this is also good practice in doing that, right? Because I knew to get better, I needed to give my body rest. So I, you know, I would get up, I'd go for a walk, come back, lay down, take a nap, fucking, you know, lie in bed, watch TV, get up, take a walk. So, you know, I was out and about, but I still was able to allow myself to just fucking slow down and relax and rest, which was was needed. And of course, this is coming at the tail end of me being here. Uh, hopefully it doesn't delay me anymore. Uh, I know COVID's still a thing, but yeah. Being sick, it's not my favorite. I don't think it's anybody's favorite, but, you know, it's taught me some lessons. Uh, Moving on to plans. I had a conversation with with one of the guys. Um, You know, he's getting out of the military soon, and he's he's stressed, right? He's worried about what's about about this, what about that, about this. And one of the things I coached him on was like, you know what? You you got a lot of shit in your head. Like and I always go to the same fucking advice, which is journal and, you know, think about it or meditate on it. And I told him a few things I thought were might be uh beneficial to somebody that's trying to make plans or making a big transition. Cause it's easy to get overwhelmed, right? You think about every fucking worst possible scenario. But here are the things that I took away and the things I took from I told him to do. Uh is first is decide what you want, right? To be very, very specific on what you're trying to accomplish in said many months or years and then you know all right this is what i want to do i want to you know fucking finish a degree or whatever or i want to do it is whatever fill in the goal here and then from there you set a time frame like i want this accomplished in uh 12 months 18 months and by setting a time you really you make the thing real like there's a fucking deadline and i need to work towards it because that deadline is static it's not going to move Every day that I don't work towards it is going to give me less time to work on it. And then from there, you just kind of reverse engineer, right? You, right, from, you know, what I need to accomplish from this date, what I need to accomplish, you break that into smaller goals and, and space them out as much as possible. And then by then, you you set up your checkpoints, right? And, you know, six months from now, I should have this, this, and this done. And that's going to move me a little bit, move the needle a little bit closer to where I need it to be. And so on and so forth until you reach your goal. And, of course, all this, right, is wrapped up in a lot of grace because shit's going to come up. And you have to be willing to give yourself a little bit of grace. And, you know, maybe your six-month mark wasn't everything you need to get done. Maybe it's a seventh-month mark. Or, you know, fuck, you know, me, you know, oh, shit, I had a kid. That's going to change a few things. That's, Or maybe this thing I'm chasing anymore isn't really as as much as I, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. So again, just doing and constantly changing and fucking just making and going, right? Setting the goal, setting your dates, setting the smaller goals, and then moving in that direction. That's the biggest thing is write all this shit down and make yourself do it and think about it and just go, just go for it. And then just adjusting fire as you go. That's uh, the, the big thing I, I told that kid. Um, Another thing that came up this week and probably the final thing I'm going to talk about, and I've talked about it before in, in the podcast, is negative bias, everybody. Um, negative bias is a, is a real thing. You can look it up. And it's our human nature to think about the negative shit that's happened to us, that's impacted us. Think about all the fucked up things that's happened today. And this is an evolutionary thing, right? Because when we were hunter-gatherers, we were in the stalking the fucking jungle, and we're going to kill some whatever and we hear some rustling in a bush, it's better for us to assume that thing is dangerous 
than to assume that it's not because they're probably going to make survive us right because if it's something bad it's going to kill us so if we already think it's something bad we're probably going to run away from it or leave it alone and we'll be good you know fast forward to today you know when you think about your life you think about the past a lot of times it's it's easier to think about all the bad shit that's happened to you those are the things that stand out in your head right the things that really kind of <laughs> that really shape you as a person um and just you know when you build that awareness of like you know there's a lot of good that happened too you just got to really think about it so you know negative bias is something that we may i don't know if you can suffer from it but it's something that's real and you know i just want to put that out there to build an awareness around it right when you think back to your life and you think back to the day if all you think about is all the bad shit just know that that's a normal thing right it's a human thing but also that's not the reality um there may have been some good things that happened right some small small things that you may just overlook or take for granted and this is the power of you know the uh, gratitude journal or just journaling in general just writing down you know in the morning a few things that you're really grateful for and then in the next at night writing down you know two things or at least one thing that went really well today it's going to start kind of shaping your mind a little bit and start looking for the good rather than just focusing on the bad all the time so that's something you know maybe y'all can take away and start practicing your life i i preach that stuff a lot it sounds super hippy dippy man and it is but fuck does it work dude when you start writing down you know i i'm really grateful i fucking i just woke up today my fucking eyes went oop another day let's do this because the opposite is possible and it could happen right um just having you look at i got i'm holding a bottle of water right now this fucking bottle of water giving me life dude without it i probably i would die in a few days and i'm super helpful and grateful that i have this bottle of water and i have tons of bottles of waters here which is awesome and i don't have to pay for it it's cold it's refreshing keeps me hydrated it's such a small thing but without it goddamn, would i be in a shitty place anyway that's all i got this week um this will be my second to last i got one more recording of this episode here in qatar and then i'll be out of here so that's an exciting thing i hope you all are doing well if you like what you're listening to please leave a rating review somewhere wherever you listen to this follow me on instagram at the ordinary yogi send me an email it's in the show notes uh fucking whatever man i just appreciate the love and i'll talk to you all next week